like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. More treats from the life and music of Larry Penn this week. Last week for Song of the Soul, we had three fellow musicians, friends of Larry's, share stories and tunes. They were Craig Simpson, Lil Rev, and Mud River Lee. And today we have three more of his friends and six more of his songs. First up to recall, Larry Penn is from Cafe Carp in Fort Atkinson, Bill Camplin. Bill, great to have you here to celebrate the memory of Larry Penn. Well, good. I wish he was here while we were celebrating it. Well, you know he is, and he will be through a couple of the songs that you're going to share. When did you first really get to know Larry? Well, I, I think in some ways I really got to know him when he would come here and play at the car because we would sit around afterwards and talk, you know, and then you get to know people. You know, before he would leave to go home, we'd probably sit around for an hour and chat, and those are those end up being the times when you get to know somebody and you sit around at a table and chat with them. So we uh, often exchange viewpoints, especially with regards to the way uh, people are treating each other <laughs> or not. You know, I've heard it said by a lot of people that he had kind of a gruff exterior, heart of a teddy bear, gruff exterior. Yeah. Was that your experience? It certainly was, but it wasn't one of those gruffnesses that, that you figure out years later. I and mean, you knew immediately it was just an exterior. He had kind of a built-in wink about his demeanor, but he had, a, you know, he had kind of a sandpaper voice, but that was just Larry. But no, he didn't speak, you know, there was no, uh, other than his humor sometimes would catch people off guard because they would think, oh, maybe he's a, a this or that. Maybe he's a misogynist because he makes these jokes that were obviously just testing you to see if you got it. How can you be sure? Are there, what are the pointers that said he wasn't a misogynist? Well, God, his, his writing, the songs that I've chosen do by him where he champions, he has a, a female protagonist in a number of his songs, and they're not just... They're not girls or gals. They're these protagonists going against type, you know, uh, railroad life. That is a song I like to do of his, which is uh, about a woman being a conductor, aspiring to be a conductor. She's off to be a conductor of a train. Of course, that's a bit of an anachronism at this point. Her sweetie is trying to convince her you don't want to do that. It's a tough life. It's just that. And she, she keeps rebuffing her sweetie, who... <laughs> saying, no, this is what I'm going to do. This is my life. This is the way I want to live it. And so it's a really positive message. Bill Camplin is here celebrating the life of Larry Penn today, and we'll share one of Larry's songs, A Railroad Life for Me by Larry Penn. I asked my baby for her hand. How'd you like to marry a trucking man? 
She said, this can never be It's a railroad life for me Then I told her I'd be nice I'll even bring you paradise She said, that's fine But in my mind It's a railroad life for me I wanna lean out the window From the high cab seat Hang my face in the wind and the sleet I wanna wave to the people As I roll by Out where the iron is high High, high, high Out where the iron is high Baby, please don't go The railroad nights are always cold She said at least I will be free It's a railroad life for me Then I told her I would cry If you say no, I'd probably die Ain't it hard to say goodbye It's a railroad life for me I wanna lean out the window from the high cab seat Hang my face in the wind and the sleet I wanna wave to the people as I roll by Out where the iron is high, 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 high Out where the iron is high I asked my baby if she knew These old trains would make her blue Told me what would be, would be It's a railroad life for me And I said, honey, you're too frail You won't stand up on the long steel rail She said, you just wait and see It's a railroad life for me I wanna lean out the window from the high cab seat Hang my face in the wind and the sleet I wanna wave to the people as I roll by Out where the iron is high, 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 high Out where the iron is high I told my baby, you will pay Your cinnamon hair will turn to gray She said it's gonna anyway It's a railroad life for me then I told her about Casey Jones All he left was mold and bone She said that was his destiny It's a railroad life for me I wanna lean out the window Hang my face in the wind and the sleet I wanna wave to the people as I roll by Out where the iron is high Out where the iron is high my baby for her hand How'd you like to marry a macho man? She said this can never be It's a railroad life for me I wanna lean out the window from the high cab seat Hang my face in the wind and the sleet I wanna wave to the people as I roll by Out where the iron is high, 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 high Out where the iron is high to the folks who knew him, Larry Penn was a bit of a legend, certainly for this area, and I think pretty much extending tendrils across the United States all over the place, but certainly in Milwaukee, where he originated from. My guest right now is Bill Camplin, and he's one of the people who runs the Cafe Carp. And if you haven't been to the Cafe Carp, you're missing out on something. I hope, by the way, Bill, I've never eaten there. You don't serve carp, do you? 
Well, and I, you're just inviting an old joke. I say yes if they've got money. Okay. <laughs> uh, where the motto is idiosyncratic since 1985. <laughs> is that really? That must be something Kitty put down somewhere. She's always... <laughs> I don't actually know how this place runs. I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on the website, cafecarp.com. And carp is spelled like carpe diem, C-A-R-P-E. Yeah. But Bill and folks there at Cafe Carp did have Larry Penn performing there frequently or often enough. How often was it? How many times over the years? Probably once or twice a year. And we, you know, and we're now in our 30th year, but for those 29 years, and in the last few years, almost every four months, because uh, he was teaming up with Mark Dvorak and John Seeger, we, we called it Grumpy Old Men or something like that. You know, we would advertise <laughs> it like that. Mark being a, probably the least grumpy person I know. But between John and Larry, you, you get a couple of teaspoons worth of grumpiness thrown in there, just in, you know, in a humorous way. But he, w- he was here a number of times, and it was really one of the, in a sense, it's one of the highlights of us uh, running an establishment and having people come here. It was really a highlight to see in these last few years, as it turns out, uh, of Larry's life for him to be with these other two guys, we, and we turned out really good audiences. We, uh, we had a packed room a couple of times, and then most of those previous performances, Larry did about as well as other local performers here. Many of them, you know, just you know, there might be five people, 10 or 15. But on these nights, our capacity, which is around 60, we're mostly met. And it was just such a great light. The other two performers uh, certainly deferred to Larry and his reputation. And it was just a way of celebrating Larry, even while they all three took turns doing more or less their own thing. How did Larry interact with the audience? Was he right in there? Did he did he get their hackles up? Did he invite them in? How did that work? I never saw him get anybody's hackles up. That's because Scott Walker was never in the audience. Well, you know, you're, you're dealing with an audience that you whatever he would say about Scott Walker, they would just be nodding their heads in agreement. So there's not going to be any hackles rising, except the collective hackles being raised by a group of people who. Uh, profoundly disagree with the way Scott Walker and many other people seem to be taking us these days. But, uh, of course, I wouldn't be among those. Of course not. (laughs) I'm just a a private business owner. Can hardly wait to see what he does next on our behalf. (laughs) I guess it's not true that all small business owners love Scott Walker, huh? Well, if they don't, they should. (laughs) (laughs) So you speak not only English, but you speak irony, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we're near the, well, the, the Gobic Range or something when you speak of irony. But uh, <laughs> there's, a lot, there's enough irony in that whole situation, too. Let's not go there. But Larry would agree with That's the kind of stuff that Larry and I would talk about and have fun with. You know, I mean, we would certainly agree uh, <laughs> in certain aspects of it, but it would just be more so we would have fun talking about the stuff that might more or less disturb us. <laughs> When he came out there to perform at the Cafe Carp, would he bring his wife with him typically? Sometimes Pat would come out, and you may have already have mentioned in the show or whatever that she just passed away uh, a few months ago, too. She didn't survive him by more than a half a year, which is kind of sad because uh, she was really sweet. She, you might say she put up with him. You could say that she put up with him, but actually they did a great job of putting up with each other. <laughs> you know, it was a... A marriage that was also a fair fight, which is one of the aspects of partnerships. Is that his phrase for it or your phrase? Mine, yeah. I'm not going to put words, especially in the deceased spouse where they can't answer back. (laughs) 
Well, you said that you had two songs that you wanted to refer to that were about the ways in which Larry has strong women, I think, speaks highly of women, really, in his songs. Yes, and he wrote these songs decades ago, too. The, another one I like to do is Tuscan Red Rose. This is the elusive, this, this kind of this romantic notion he sees that there's this woman hobo. She has her, you know, she signs, as other hobos do, they sign the boxcars with their unique signature. And she's enigmatic for him, you know, you know, who is this person? What is she like? And, of course, then you pile in all, you know, you're looking at it, as we tend to do, especially as guys, we look and we're seeing the a romantic notion there because of this mystery of this person. And it's just, just a great song. It just talks and. I guess you just have to hear the song to <laughs> to get all that. There again, too, it's putting a woman, not not treating them, not even as a, well, maybe less so here than some other songs, but it's not really that they're women, it's that they're people. And that was Larry. Tuscan Red Rose, Larry Penn. I come all you rounders, lovers of trains. Let me tell you about something I've seen. Vagabond Pearl. Freight hopping girl, and I thought you could tell me just who she might be. Cause a woman will do you that way sometimes, like a lyric low down in the prose. She won't let you be, you'll never be free. Could you tell me the name of that Tuscan Red Rose? Have you watched for the marks on the sides of the cars? Ones that some hobo is rose. Well, his logo will shine there in chalk on the grime, as opposed to his brothers that travel the road. Now there's Dennis from Houston and Bozo Texino, and others that only God knows. But the finest is scrawled by a traveling broad. Could you tell me the name of that Tuscan Red Rose? A woman will do you that way sometimes Like a lyric low down in the prose She won't let you be, you'll never be free Could you tell me the name of that Tuscan Red Rose? We've had Boxcar Bertha and there's Phoebe Snow All railroad queens of the past They've been set aside so a new one can ride She's a hobo and lady with plenty of class You can see her go by on a northwestern car She'll be waving high as she goes From a picture so fine but it's never been signed Could you tell me the name of that Tuscan Red Rose Cause a woman will do you that way sometimes Like a lyric low down in the prose she won't let you be, you'll never be free. Could you tell me the name of that Tuscan Red Rose? Has she been everywhere, like it's easy to see, from the looks of her traveling clothes? Or is she the love of some grizzled old bum that once knew the treasures of Tuscan Red Rose? Cause a woman will do you that way sometimes. Like a lyric low down in the prose She won't let you be, you'll never be free Could you tell me the name of that Tuscan Red Rose? 
I'll come all your rounders and lovers of trains Let me tell you about something I've seen Vagabond pearl, a freight hopping girl And I thought you could tell me Just who she might be Song for a hobo woman, Tuscan Red Rose in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel obituary for Larry, it says the following, first paragraph, Larry Penn was once a teamster, a ponytailed truck driver from the Laddish Company, whose love of folk music grew from playing the air guitar to a real one at the suggestion of his wife and writing songs, truckloads of them. Perhaps the song that's best known by him is I'm a Little Cookie, and that was recorded by Pete Seeger and Claudia Schmidt, other folks. I was surprised to find that actually Larry, I don't think ever really did the travel in the trains. He certainly was in love with the idea. Didn't he have a collection or something of the symbols of the hobos? Yes, in fact, he photographed signatures. And then he was a woodworker, too, and he had his own little shop. And he would woodwork and make frames, and he took photographs. And he always took photographs of hobo signatures against the Tuscan red rose that was the common color for boxcars. Probably still is. So he would photograph them, frame them. And we once had a, about 25 of them on our wall here for a, kind of an installation for a few months. It was really wonderful when you amassed them together. They were very cool. You can imagine all these framed Tuscan Red Rose pictures, and in each frame was a different signature. On one hand, it was a, it was a very simple presentation, you know, basically two color, but it was really it was it was a very cool thing. His love with trains, like many other people's love with trains, encompasses some idea of what they represent and what. You know, we, we still like those train images. People get ready. There's a train coming. Don't need to worry. Just get on board. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you keep up the good music there at the Cafe Carp. Again, we're just speaking right now to Bill Camplin. We're getting views on the life of Larry Penn, who left us last fall, taking that train wherever he was getting on board, too. <laughs> yeah, well, wherever he's at, I'm sure he's in favor of organizing that place. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Thanks so much, Bill, for joining me for Song of the Soul. You're welcome. That's Bill Camplin of Cafe Carp, remembering Larry Penn. This is number two of two Song of the Soul episodes for Larry Penn. Find the first one and hundreds of others of our shows from the past 10 years on northernspiritradio.org, including links to and info about our guests, comments, add your own, please, plus a place to donate so this program can continue to happen. Just click support. Speaking of support, top of your list should be to support your local community radio station to provide for a future of news and music that you get nowhere else on the American airwaves. We'll go on to guest two of three for today's Song of the Soul for Larry Penn, this time with his friend Mark Dvorak. Mark, I'm really pleased you could join me today to celebrate Larry's life through Song of the Soul. Well, thank you. It's great to be on with you, Mark. I'm really impressed all the people I get to meet in this research of Larry's life and his music. How did you connect with Larry? When did you connect with him? Well, I first heard of Larry Penn through his music. Uh, a singer by the name of Claudia Schmidt 
I heard sing I'm a Little Cookie at a concert, and the song stayed with me. And, and at that time, I was a brand-new performer, and I was doing concerts for families and young people and so forth, and I thought that would be a good song to learn. And there was a magazine here in Chicago in those years called I Come For To Sing, and I also saw Larry's songs in there. So his name sort of stuck in my, my ear, and and then I heard him sing live on the radio here in Chicago uh, on a live broadcast called The Flea Market. And that's the first time I got to hear him play I'm a Little Cookie. And, you know, his voice is gravelly and authentic. And I loved his ragged guitar playing. And I said, oh, my God, that, that guy sounds like the real deal to me. So he had a presence in my world. And then when it came time to make my first recording, which came out as a, only as a cassette around 1988 or so, and I wasn't writing my own songs at that time, but I wanted to have some new material on there, and, uh, and I was reading the pages of Sing Out magazine in, in one of the columns called The Folk Process, where people send in lyrics to familiar tunes. There was one by Larry Penn. There was his name again, and it was the banks of the Ohio. And and, uh, he took the beautiful melody from the traditional murder song, and he wrote a a kind of another murder ballad, the, The Death of the Steel Industry. And I thought it just resonated with the times, and it was a new song that no nobody had heard before. So I wrote him a letter and asked if I could record it. And he told me years later, he goes, it was one of the best letters he ever got. He had sent that song to Pete Seeger, hoping Pete might put it in his repertoire. Because Pete sang I'm a Little Cookie all over the country. And Pete gave it to the sing-out editors who put it in the folk process column. And, and that's where I picked it up. And he was thrilled, of course. And, and uh, so began our, our long friendship. After the record came out, I played in Milwaukee and at the coffee house. I got to stay with Larry and Pat a few days, and we got to know one another, and he took me all around Milwaukee and showed me different places where he worked and different historical sites that were important to the artistic narrative that he was presenting. And we we go fishing and you know, just staying up late playing music and his friendship was a highlight in my life, and I miss him. Fortunately, we still have his music with us, which is one of the beautiful things that survives on about musicians or various artists. We, we've got some tangible touch. That's right. Well, you did a version of Banks of the Ohio, so how about we listen to that now and let people hear the lyrics that Larry wrote to the traditional song, Banks of the Ohio, performed by Mark Dvorak. That'll be great. I asked my son to come with me and take a walk a little way. We'll watch big steel and profits grow down on the banks of the Ohio. Erector sets. Are not mere toys But training tools For little boys Who dream their dreams A future bold Down on the banks Of the Ohio The mills grew up 
on the banks of sand the steel went out and built the land the workers joined the CIO down on the banks of the Ohio but while we toiled to build their plans they built new mills in foreign lands and left us here with idle hands down on the banks of the Ohio of steel has come and gone and left us here to sing this song round rusting mills and slag piles coal down on the banks of the Ohio I asked my son to come with me and take a walk a little way we'll watch big steel and profits grow down on the banks of the Ohio down on the banks of the Ohio Depending how much traditional music you know, you know that song is Banks of the Ohio. That's what it's called when Larry Penn rewrote the lyrics for that song and Mark Dvorak just performed it for us. Mark Dvorak, you can find him, by the way, at markdvorak.com. If you don't know how to spell that, come by nordenspiritradio.org. Again, that's a Larry Penn song. We're here to celebrate the life and the music of Larry Penn, who died last year sad passing, but a joyous celebration. You were there for the celebration. What was it like for you? Oh, it was beautiful. It was moving, and a little Rev was the master of ceremonies. He pulled everybody together, and uh, Larry's wife, Pat, was there, who we lost in December. And his family, his children were there, his grandchildren, and lots of music, lots of love in the room. And, you know, towards the end, I think Larry was about 87, I think he just turned 87 when he passed in October. And I was talking to his grandson and, you know, and I got to see Larry about eight days before he left. And, you know, he was a pretty sick guy and he had a, the last couple of years were pretty hard on, on he and Pat. And it was tough in a way, but also he was, he went to a better place, I think. He was really, really suffering. and But the celebration was magnificent. And, and it was interesting to me that there were pictures from his family life and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. You know, I knew Pat and Larry very well, but their family was their family. And, and his musician friends apparently were his musician friends. And, and the two never... Uh, rarely crossed over. I, I'd met his daughters over the years, and he didn't talk much about his family. 
and uh, I don't think it was particularly off limits. But when it was when we were playing music, we talked about music, and it was a whole new side of him came out that afternoon. He, he was loving family and a loving family life that was kind of a revelation to me. That's Larry Penn, you know. There's a lot of lot of layers to him. It was a beautiful afternoon, and kind of his music family and his real family were all together finally. You know, you told me already that you wanted to share a second of his songs on my grandma's patchwork quilt. It's interesting as you talk about the two sides that were there for his memorial or for his celebration, his wake, I'm not sure what it was called. It was quite a bit after he had passed and it was just a remembrance and a memorial. So the banks of the Ohio, the lyrics you wrote there are considered political, about labor, about the common folk and people making a profit off of it. And you also told me you wanted to share on my grandma's Patrick quilt, which is obviously that other side, the loving family side That's of right. it. That's right. That's right. They're, they're, you know, I tried to choose two songs that represented something of Larry in my in my mind. And, and Patchwork Quilt, I think his, well, he's written so many songs, I, he didn't even know how many, but it's probably hundreds, maybe thousands, I don't know. But I think Patchwork Quilt is one of his masterpieces. And when we think of we think of folk songs and we think of music as Beethoven had a masterpiece and Mozart had a masterpiece and, and folk songs are little miniature things, you know, it's four verses and a little tune and a nice chorus and not everybody can pack so much into a song built like a folk song and have the images come through so strongly and the, the tune is memorable and the chorus is infectious and and Patchwork Quilt is one of those songs, and it's going to be around for a long, long time, I think. It speaks to something that all of us can identify with. Is this a real critter? Is there a quilt that he had around, or was this more, I mean, his grandmother did quilting, and he the symbolic description of it? Because I, he, in there, in the chorus, he mentions, you know, squares of corduroy and silk. I don't see putting those two together in the same quilt. Well, I don't know that it was a real quilt. If you look at it again and listen to the, the last verse, it's really, in a way, a more potent political statement than the banks of the Ohio. Because the last verse goes, My grandma's gone to rest, and her quilt is all that's left. But her love, I swear, is in every square. On grandma's patchwork quilt, around the world, the people wait for the day when there's no hate when we treat each one like grandma done. And here it is, uh, corduroy and silk, you know. They don't go together, but they do, they can, if that's the world we want. Well, here it is. It's Larry Penn performing his song on my grandma's patchwork quilt. On my grandma's patchwork quilt Squares of corduroy and silk Red and green and blue and yellow too On my grandma's patchwork quilt It was a patchwork quilt so fine Just an art of her design A piece of sister's dress Next to grandpa's vest On my grandma's patchwork quilt Oh, my grandma's patchwork quilt Squares of corduroy and silk 
red and green and blue and yellow too on my grandma's patchwork quilt. I've got a pillow for my head and it wants to be my friend. But nothing keeps me warm in a thunderstorm like my grandma's patchwork quilt. Oh, my grandma's patchwork quilt, squares of corduroy and silk, red and green and blue and yellow too, on my grandma's patchwork quilt. Now my grandma's gone to rest And her quilt is all that's left But her love, I swear, is in every square Of my grandma's patchwork quilt Oh, my grandma's patchwork quilt Squares of corduroy and silk Red and green and blue and yellow too On my grandma's patchwork quilt Around the world the people wait For a day when there's no hate And we treat each one like Grandma done With her crazy patchwork quilt Oh, my grandma's patchwork quilt Squares of corduroy and silk Red and green and blue and yellow too On my grandma's patchwork quilt you didn't know it before, I think you've got another song now to add to your cherished gems on your recording. So remember, Larry Penn and On My Grandma's Patchwork Quilt go right along with all the other wonderful songs he has, I'm Little Cookie, and many, many more. A large repertoire, as you said, Mark. Again, Mark Dvorak is sharing his memories of Larry Penn for today's Song of the Soul we're going to have you on just shortly, Mark, um, a month or so from now. We'll we'll get you back. I want to get some more comments from you then about your perspectives on Larry's. I, I, you made the comment that his guitar playing was not the slick stuff that is maybe so much prized these days. You know? <laughs> oh, you know, he was a wonderful musician. When I first got to know Larry and we played together, uh, I heard from other people that, boy, playing with Larry's kind of tough. He had his own voice, both singing and in his guitar playing. But he was a musical guy, and his playing was not developed, like in a recording studio with a click track. His music, I think, started from language and the rhythm of language. And we, uh, we shared a, a great love of some of the early guitarists, uh, like Mississippi John Hurt and Lead Belly. And, and Larry's playing, what I think is derived from John Hurt's in a sense. And playing with him, he, you have to listen to him. And that's one of the things I learned from him, that he, he's a great melody writer and very interesting harmonies and sometimes unconventional. But you go back to those old roots artists, too, and, and they always were pulling interesting things out of their guitar and you know, stuff you might not have heard on Peter, Paul, and Mary records, for example. And, and that was Larry. I loved playing with him. 
Well, I look forward to talking to you again real soon, Mark. Again, thanks for sharing music and stories of Larry Penn for today's Song of the Soul. We'll see you soon, Mark. Thank you, and thanks for putting a great show together and uh, thrilled to be a part of it, and we'll talk to you again. That was Mark Dvorak. There's a link to his site, markdvorak.com, on northernspiritradio.org. Now, last up today and last of the six guests we had last week in this is Brett Chemnitz. Great to have you here today, Brett, for Song of the Soul. Well, I feel particularly soulful today, so this should be fun. (laughs) Soulful? What's got you feeling soulful? Uh, Too much coffee. (laughs) Okay. Well, I would figure that coffee would be a mainstay of yours since you schedule all the acts for the 19th Street Coffee House, the coffee house, as it's known in Milwaukee. Yeah, well, there's a lot less slots than there are people that want to play, so it can be a little bit stressful, but I don't need coffee to keep me up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How many years has the coffee house been going? 47 or 48. I don't know. We started in 67. Wow. That's a lot of acts you've been through there. And how many days a week does it go in case someone outside of Milwaukee wants to trundle over there and be part of it? Well, we're open uh, Saturdays and two Sundays a month. The second Sunday is a living activism night where we do a benefit performance for one or another activist organization that's doing good works. And then uh, the fourth Sunday of the month is an open stage. And we are closed during the summer. So we're closed uh, Memorial Day weekend through Labor Day weekend. There's plenty of festivals and things going on in Milwaukee all of the time. So and in the summertime, there's a lot of free stuff outside. You don't want to be inside. At least I don't. And just so people know how to find the coffee house. The website for it is the-dash, or a hyphen, if you know, the-coffee-house.com. So the coffee house with hyphens in between the and coffee in between coffee and house.com. And you're right near Marquette University, right? That's correct. We're on the corner of 19th and Wisconsin. And if you're coming eastbound down Wisconsin Avenue, just look for my name, Brett, because we're the next block after Brett Funeral Home. (laughs) And do you have any connection with the funeral home, Brett, I have to ask? (laughs) None whatsoever. We're here today to talk about Larry Penn, who his musicianship extending over the decades that it did. I'm sure you had a lot of connection there. Did you have connection outside of the coffee house too? Well, we were friends. Also in later years, after the woman I lived with left, I had more room in the house and started a jam session. And for the first few years, uh, he would come maybe every three or four uh, jam sessions. This was a monthly session and it was always a real treat. There's a, a fellow who has a wonderful baritone voice named John King. It was his turn and said, oh, here's the king. And right then Larry came in the door and that was a great moment because Larry really was the king. <laughs> and he had that timing, didn't he? And that, that was accidental, but he also had great timing otherwise. His musicianship really knocked me out because he never overplayed, but you could always tell who it was. 
and it always swung like the Dickens. When he did a cover song, which he did enough, he didn't record a lot of them, but he would do uh, some standard things like Columbus Stockade Blues. Columbus Stockade Blues is usually done at 100 miles an hour by the bluegrassers. Well, Larry would do it at about 55, but it would swing harder than any bluegrass version you'd heard. It was just pretty amazing. I'm kind of sorry that he never recorded that one. Well, fortunately, he did record enough songs that we can actually hear him playing still, even though he passed last year. So you picked out a couple of his songs to share, just to give people a a taste of who Larry Penn was. Which one would you like to share first? I like No Self-Respecting Hobo, as that is the first one that I'd heard him do of his own. And the way it starts out, with always knew what I would be just as soon as I got big. I saw Jimmy Rogers once when I was just a kid. Well, Jimmy Rogers was kind of the father of country music and had such a great persona about him. But this guy was about the from the 20s and was a train fellow and Larry was a train guy even though he was a retired truck driver he loved writing train songs singing old train songs but just the reference I thought oh man I like this guy and how far back was that when you had that first contact Ah, let's see. I would say it was either in 78 or 79. I think it was late in 78. What was odd was I knew the name Larry Penn, but nobody told me about his greatness, which kind of mystifies me. I wasn't as plugged into the scene as I became lighter, but uh, still nobody had told me about him, and he just happened to be opening for Dave Van Ronk at a place called the Blue River Cafe. Van Ronk was great, but I I went out of there a huge Larry Penn fan. Boy, his covers were wonderful, and then he wrote these great songs, you know. He ended his set with I'm a Little Cookie, and it was a transcendent experience for me. Not long after that, I wrote a tune called Pen for Larry that mentioned some of the tunes that he did that first night, although the words came a little bit later. I mean, it experiences Larry as a friend because it didn't take long for us to become friends. Well, let's listen to it. This is a Larry Penn song that Brett Chemnitz has picked out to share so that we can remember fondly and deeply Larry Penn. It is no self-respecting hobo rides the railroad anymore. I always knew what I would be just as soon as I got big. Cause I saw Jimmy Rogers once when I was just a kid. The hand of time has changed the places where I stood before. But no self-respecting hobo ride the railroads anymore. Boxcars have no roof walks and the tank cars have no frames. The whistle on a midnight freight train don't sound the same. Still feel like rolling when I hear that mighty roar. But no self-respecting hobo 
ride the railroads anymore. Bombs around the country, they use the highway and the thumb. Or catch a gypsy trucker that needs to jawbone some. The big jet liners play up in the skies from shore to shore. But no self-respecting hobo rides the railroads anymore. Hard times on the railroad and the bridges all bleached clean. Green boards on the main line that was laid when steam was king. Still feel like rolling when I hear that mighty roar. But no self-respecting hobo rides the railroads anymore. Fires are burning anywhere beside the rail. The bigger roads keep on merging. The truck lines haul the mail. The sign on every boxcar says, "Be sure you lock the door." No self-respecting hobo rides the railroads anymore. It ain't safe to ride a freight train going at full speed. A hundred cars went off the tracks at Alma just last week. Any boa riding, he would have gone to his reward. But no self-respecting hobo rides the railroads anymore. Just as soon as I got big, 'cause I saw Jimmy Rogers once when I was just a kid. The hand of time has changed the places where I stood before, and no self-respecting hobo rides the railroads anymore. Another wonderful Larry Penn song, No Self-Respecting Hobo Rides the Railroad Anymore. A little taste of what Larry Penn meant to so many of us. Was there a good or bad mood to be at to go to a Larry Penn performance? Well, now Larry spoke a lot before his tunes, but he always told good stories. So if you enjoyed the story behind a song, if you wanted to hear some history you're going to really be satisfied. He was quietly profound. Well, not that quietly, but he was profound in his own way, kind of layered in his music and lyrics. And none of the evangelists about him, that wasn't his style at all? Well, 
No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't a jump up and down kind of guy, but he was very entertaining, nevertheless. Partly because he swung so hard, and he had a great sense of humor. Uh, the end of train device uh, kind of showed his sense of humor when he would introduce that. He would mention about how. Um, well, the end of train device was a gizmo that railroads put on trains so they could get rid of the caboose as well as the fella or woman that rode the caboose. You know, it was basically a, a cost-cutting device, which was also a labor-cutting device. So uh, people who were in their living there weren't fond of the end of train device. So instead of calling it, well, it was a, they would call it a Fred. Oh, it was a rear end device. That was the red. And he'd let you figure out what the F stood for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> rear end device with an F in front of it. Hmm. Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> what could that be? <laughs> so this is Larry Penn's song, End a Train Device. Something's missing from the modern ways These'll never be the good old days You can hardly find a smiling face On an end of train device Like to take my little grandson down To where a young boy's dreams were found Couldn't show him any romance round An end of train device Nothing's colder than an empty jug Or the ring down in a coffee mug Like a heart that don't return your love The end of train device Like a barroom after closing time Or a gambler down to his last dime There's nothing colder than the dollar sign Or the end of train device Warm caboose was made to say the end You're gonna miss it like a long time friend You'll never wave at any railroad men On an end of train device I'd like to take my little grandson down To where a young boy's dreams were found Couldn't show him any romance around An end of train device Nothing's colder than an empty jug Or the ring down in a coffee mug Like a heart that don't return your love An end of train device Like a barroom after closing time Like a hobo down to his last dime There's nothing colder than the dollar sign Or the end of train device that's the last song we're listening to today for Song of the Soul for Larry Penn. We had the first part of his memorial, Song of the Soul, a celebration of his life and music last week. Right now, we're still sitting with Brett Chemnitz, and that song was End of Train Device. 
which I guess putting this at the caboose of the program made sense, huh, Brett? I guess so. I think that the music of Larry Penn will not disappear from the minds and guitars, fingers, the ears of people around there. I think that there's uh, efforts underway to have at least periodic, if not regular, events to memorialize the music of Larry Penn. Do you know anything about plans for that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Lou Rev is putting something together where uh, we already had a memorial concert, and I believe there's going to be an annual one in Bayview, the Bayview Historical Society. It will be in their environs, which is also uh, kind of the home of the eight-hour day, which uh, Larry wrote a tune about. Larry would perform this song every year. There People from labor and other activists get together in a little park that celebrates the struggle. And actually, it was where some workers got shot and killed by the National Guard doing what governors do, you know, which is protect the rich and the mighty against those who actually do the work. Yeah, there's so much history, both that Larry Penn sang about, that he carried forward, that he was part of making. It's only appropriate that his music and his stories be carried forward. I'm thankful that you're doing that as part of the 19th Street Coffee House, or as it's known in Milwaukee, The Coffee House. Again, the website, the-coffee-house.com. Follow the link from nordenspiritradio.org. Thanks for being part of keeping music going and the memory of Larry Penn going and for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Oh, the pleasure's all mine, my friend. So, Brett Chemnitz of Milwaukee's The Coffee House, the sixth musician friend of Larry Penn and 12 songs, honoring this remarkable person and musician who died last October. Our hearts go out to his friends, family, and fans, For the loss of a dear, dear man, we'll see you again next week with more music and richness for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, Northern Spirit Radio. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.